everybody, and welcome to Minute 114 of Season 5 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action film Die Hard 2 Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Bubble Eat from many different things, including uh, It's Time to Rewind. Welcome back to the show, Bubba. Hey, it's, it's always good to be here. Yes, yes it is. Uh, there you go, that's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, uh, minute 114 begins with ambulances converging on the planes and ends with Holly standing in the doorway, ready to jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. Um, <laughs> so, yesterday we, we ended things with, uh, you know, the, the Northeast Airline flight uh, coming to a complete uh, stop. And they, they opened up the evacuation uh, chutes and everyone started getting off the plane. And this minute begins with uh, the emergency crews uh, getting closer to the plane. Now, if there are if there are planes still landing, isn't that a little dangerous? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. You know, you have planes actively landing and now you are filling this this runway with a dozen emergency vehicles with with planes hurtling towards them that's right <laughs> you know and you, you see people that, that are getting off the plane and they're all standing there waiting uh you know as the people come down the chutes and then you, you we see another plane show up that that starts getting to a halt and it's uh it's in a it's it says american trans air that's the name of the uh the the airline. Uh, this is actually the first time we've seen this plane in the the movie. We 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 never saw it in the sky or anything like that. But it goes back to what we were just saying. The the plane is skidding to a halt, and there is a police car going driving towards it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, and it you, doesn't even seem like like it 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 feels like these are planes that are at the end of their. Uh, landing path. This does not feel like a plane that has finished landing and then it's taxiing to a safe spot. This feels like it is at the end of the runway, (laughs) which again, that feels more dangerous. I almost wish they would have added just like a little bit extra footage of the the plane like taxiing over to a safer spot, like around the corner. Yeah, but again, nobody really knows uh, where there's a safer spot, so that that that's part of the mm-hmm. problem too. You know, the, especially with snow everywhere, you can't with snow, snow and gasoline. No and what about gasoline? Uh, you know, there's there's fuel all over the place. From mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't think they uh, I I wonder if they burnt it all. You know, I wonder if it all burnt up, or if parts of it are still lying around there. Um, because again, as as we we talked about earlier this week, there's nothing. Before John, <laughs> you know, the, it's John lands exactly at the the moment where they actually started. So I don't know. It's a it's a little strange, but you know that that's part of what makes makes it fun watching movies like this and breaking them down because you don't necessarily know where things are going and what's going to happen. So you know, I mm-hmm. can I can I can give them that from that perspective. You know, and then uh, we were back in the control tower. And while we're in the control tower, we we see uh, Trudeau and Barnes and the other engineer 
you know, still very, very happy about what's going on. And, you know, there's a lot of cheering and hollering uh, going on around there. And then the Barnes reaches out. And, and, and I believe that this is like the, the wrap for the, the control tower. I believe this is the last shot that we get of the control tower in the movie. That is actually very possible. To, so so they're having a wrap party, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, they're just, you know, the, the last shot of them is them, you know, shaking hands. And, and I do think it's great that, um, you know, I've, I forget the names of the characters, but Trudeau the, and Barnes. Um, Barnes, yeah, that that we end the shot of the control room on Barnes, who is clearly our favorite character. Yeah, and I mean, I love the way that he just like puts his arm uh, around, like he's, yeah, uh, he, you know, he's he's looking to get a big uh, shake of hands from from Trudeau, and like, uh, you know, he puts out both of his hands, and Trudeau puts out one hand to. You know, to shake, shake his hand, and then you know, after that, Trudeau puts his puts his arm around him. You know, showing him how he's. Uh, I guess he appreciates everything they did, even though they these people haven't done anything here. You know, at this point in the movie, <laughs> this is all John. You know, so uh, yeah, but he he you know claps him on the back, and and then we get a shot. Uh, it goes back and forth between Barnes and Trudeau. And then, uh, as you said, the last shot is Barnes uh, smiling and laughing, which, I mean, I don't know, in in real life, do you think people get this ecstatic about things like this? Or is it just a movie thing? I mean, I would think so, because it, it's, it, again, it's kind of like the, the uh, John McClane laughing on the runway this this is their moment of catharsis that this is them it's like okay our our job is done this crisis is finally over everything like we can we can calm down it's it's a job well done even even though they weren't responsible for anything that happened right there they did play an active part in the entire movie and yeah, especially course. barnes of course but I mean, have you ever found yourself in a situation in life where you were just shouting and cheering because something went went gr- so great because you did it, um, or does it only happen when you save lives like this? <laughs> yeah, that, you know, thankfully I've I've never been in a life-threatening situation that's uh, that ended on a positive note. Right, that's true. I mean, you see it a lot of times in movies. I think a perfect example of it is *Scent of a Woman*. The end of the movie when they're talking at the uh, tribunal, you know, how all the kids get up and start cheering. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Why would a bunch of teenagers start cheering the fact that, uh, you know, someone just gave, uh, that Al Pacino gave this powerful speech? (laughs) Just doesn't doesn't work for me. You know, so so here also, it's, I don't know. Like, for instance, if, you, if you're talking about Apollo 13, Apollo 13, I understand why they would all be so happy when when the capsule finally hits the water. You know, these 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 are people who really guided them the whole way and stuff like that. Here, I don't know. I, I think the cheering is a little too much. <laughs> I understand why it's why it's here. I do. I just don't necessarily think it's uh, it's right. So I don't know. Who knows? Doesn't matter. This is the way it is. This is the way they made the movie. We have to enjoy it for what it is. 
So if, if yeah. the people in the control tower want to cheer, let them cheer. You know, why not? <laughs> cheer away, my friends. <laughs> and then uh, the shot changes and we're, we're back to the uh, plane itself. The plane looks... Uh, uh, it looks now as if it's in better shape than it was when it landed for some reason. You know, you have all the, the, the white on top, which uh, is probably like ice that's forming on the top of the plane or something like that. One of the things that uh, Rene Harlan mentions in the commentary is the fact that it was so freaking cold uh, here that every time you see the characters in these scenes where you see their breath, it's real. That's how cold it really was. <laughs> they didn't need to use special effects. Yeah, right? it's if not until yeah, it's not until uh, well, I guess the in Titanic they they had the CGI breath, um, and parts of that, right? <laughs> because they actually used the the same CGI breath in Fight Club. Oh, really? That's yeah. So Island did did uh, Fight Club also, or was it not Island um, that, that did? I I don't remember now. I I just remember that that was like a little uh, a tidbit, and like in the fantasy sequence, whenever Edward Norton is in the ice cave with the penguin. The the CGI smoke that or the CGI uh, breath that they used they they mention in the behind the scenes that it was the same breath that they created for Jack and Titanic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. You know, can't really uh, complain about that way. And uh, and and I feel like these days that you know a lot. You see CGI breath a lot more than uh, than otherwise, and and I mean I it could I could be wrong, but a lot of times I can look at at a scene and my first thought is that that is definitely some CGI breath, and it's not really as that cold, but the, this one it's clearly real. <laughs> like you like you said, you can see especially like uh, coming from John McClane in this moment, it, it's like that looking at that after you said that it's like wow that's that really has got to be freezing cold yeah yep i i think these scenes were filmed in alpena michigan uh so that that's uh you know nice and nice nice and north up there you know we see the passengers still disembarking the plane via shoots we have a whole bunch of emergency vehicles that show up uh one of the rescue workers then we we hear a lot of of talking between the rescue workers and things like that. There you go. That's it. And then we hear the voice of. And incredibly, uh, everybody is completely running past and ignoring the man that has, you know, it, the the entire side of his face covered in blood and, and walking, just yelling Holly over and over. And, and everybody's just running past and ignoring him. Well, of course, you know, you always stay, stay away from the crazy man, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, we see the, the the news helicopter come in for a landing, and we we then hear Samantha's voice say, "There he is." And then the, we hear one of the other guys say, "That's it." And then the the the, the helicopter uh, you know starts coming in for a landing, and then we see a lot of commotion, people running around, uh, and then the the music changes. We're back to suspenseful uh, diehard theme music. And then uh, John holds up his arm and starts calling out for Holly. Holly, Holly. He actually says it five times in at, in in this uh, within twenty uh, within twenty three seconds. He says it five times in this movie or in this scene. 
Wow. You know, it's 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 John just just walking through the crowd screaming Holly, 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 which he sort of did that in the first movie also. You know, but at, le- at least they they keep up the continuity of him holding his arm. You know, where where he got stabbed by Stewart. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it isn't that he's uh, just faking it. And then we got policemen running back and forth around him, behind him. Um, we see the news people get out of the helicopter, and uh, you know, John is just still looking for Holly, just screaming. Holly, Holly, Holly. And then we, we see that uh, she actually appears in the doorway of the plane. And uh, do you think she hears her name or she's just looking around? Uh, I would think at this point, she probably wouldn't. I mean, she might be able to hear him, but with all the other noise, she might not be able to make out that it's somebody screaming Holly um, right. yet just because of how far away she is and you would imagine that you got all the sirens running and the the plane noise is still going it's probably you know for someone actually being there it's probably quite loud and and also the fact that she's still for most of it was kind of inside the the plane so the the plane probably blocked out a little bit of the sound as well mm. until she you know got got fully outside of it right that's true and i also like the fact that that this shot of the doorway it's it's a very nice reminder of you know that these are all the characters that we remember from the plane we got the two stewardesses holly and then the, her uh, seatmate the old that's right. well one of the one of the stewardesses here is a third stewardess we we only see her once when uh she sees him eating uh uh Jean Thornburg and Victor eating peanuts. You know, the 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 second stewardess who who was talking about uh, bimbos in the sky uh doesn't appear here. Mm. You know, we don't get this here. Now, did you notice that there's like a little but, plaque? Do you notice there's a little plaque right next to on the, the left hand side of the screen next to the the stewardess? Uh, I didn't notice it, but I do see it. Okay. Now. Can you can you read what it says? Uh, no, on on my screen it's too small to read. Okay, so it says restore handle immediately after door opens. Okay, there's only one problem here. They misspell the word restore. <laughs> it says R E S T O R. They're missing an E. I I like catching that. And I also feel like it it doesn't make sense that that would be on the outside of the plane either. <laughs> That's, no, but is this the the door does the door swing around when you when you open it i always thought it does but i i'm not sure you know like you i thankfully have never been in a plane where i needed to exit this way (laughs) i'm i'm a little unfamiliar i mean again we see it in movies and that's it and actually okay you don't see any doors here if you you see the yeah whenever they do the doors are on the inside uh yeah the, the door um opens straight up uh, in and the door would be inside the plane right correct so yeah you're right it makes absolutely no sense that there would be a plaque there i don't know what they're telling because you do see a handle above the the mark but you know what what the handle is for i don't know <laughs> not really sure because i don't think you're there you're you're reaching behind to go uh you know play with the with the, with the handle at that point <laughs> And then as Holly is standing in the doorway, the minute ends. Do you have anything else you want to say about the particular minute? I mean, it, it's it's just nice that that we do get to see that that main stewardess again because she's she's been a fun character throughout the movie. So I, again, this this is kind of like the 
you know, that this is the, uh, the her final moment, I believe. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. we, we get one one more one more moment with the old lady. Uh, but this this is the stewardess's final moment. Yes, and uh, you know the 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 funny thing is when when we when we looked her up uh, months ago when we first started this. So you know the question was is okay who is she and uh, what else has she done? And it turns out that she's a producer. Interesting. Her name is uh, Sherry Bilsing, and she was a producer on uh, Friends. Uh, she produced 113 episodes of Friends. Wow. Yeah, and all 23 episodes of Joey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's 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 had some. She also was uh, the uh, the producer on the New Adventures of Old Christine, Julie Louis Dreyfus. So she uh, she she produced 43 episodes of her also. So it, you know, I, I found it very interesting. And the second stewardess, that mm-hmm. the one that that is not here that we get to see, she. Uh, she actually plays Phil's wife in City Slickers. Hmm. You know the the one he ends up getting divorced from. That they're they're fighting at the at at the the birthday party. I don't know how familiar you are with the City Slickers, but yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. <laughs> so the, the the script here is very quick. We just have uh, the three uh, times that that John screams out Holly, and that's it. <laughs> Nothing else described here. <laughs> You know, all the rest, they, they decided just to, to work around it. <laughs> so every Thursday, I have a segment called Aviation Thursday, where my guests will talk about uh, their five favorite movies that are somehow connected to aviation. Why don't you start with your number five and work your way up? Sure. I, I think I will go at least somewhat in, in order of how how much of the movie involves planes. Um, but that's... Because I, th- I I think I would rank most of them pretty equally, uh, although my number five I would probably rank a bit higher. But I'm keeping it a bit low just because it it doesn't it's more tangentially related to planes, and that's Catch Me If You Can. Okay. That it, it's some, that it, it's is, been chosen uh, before. You're not the first person uh, to to want to have it on your list. Uh, someone actually put it as a three. It was their number three. So yeah, I I love that movie, and it's it's just so much fun, and uh, it, it's it's well made and very entertaining. Um, and then my number four is is another Tom Hanks movie, and and again, I feel like this deals a little bit more with planes, but it's mostly the first act, and that's Castaway. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a fantastic uh, plane crash yes. uh, in that that first act. Um, my next one is, you know, my top three are, you know, heavily related to, to planes. Uh, so these are going to be more in order of how much I enjoy them. I'll, I'll put my number three is Top Gun. I was a latecomer to this, this movie. I watched it for the first time, um, for, to guest on Top Gun Minute. Uh, really? so I had only wow. just, yeah, I'd only just watched that for the first time, uh, just last year. Wow. So, uh, but but it's it's a great movie. I mean, you know, everybody knows it's a great movie. I don't have to <laughs> go into that. Uh, my number two, I haven't seen this in a while, but I I really enjoyed it, and that's Red Eye. That's uh, the the thriller with Killian Murphy mm-hmm. and Rachel McAdams. Yeah. That that is that's really great. I I love just it, the 
that's a great thriller, uh, you know, and, and set on, you know, just the, the idea of it, it being in this situation whenever you're in a public space and you have to hide the fact that you're in this situation as much as possible. And then going in a complete 180 from that movie, my number one is Airplane. I just, that's, that's, you know, I love the, these spoof movies. I love the concept of the spoof movies, at least, you know, pre, pre scary movie, all the, all the ZAZ uh, movies and the um, Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say Air, airplane is, is still the number one for me that I just love that movie. I've watched it probably last time maybe five years ago and and it's still just hilarious i i I love every minute of it yeah it's a great movie it really is all right so uh since since you're unfortunately not able to join us tomorrow so we're going to actually do friday segment uh, for you today also and uh so the friday segment is where where are they up to this weekend okay so basically the the concept here is for me to uh test my guests memories of uh, some of their favorite movies. So, you know, as 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 you've mentioned all week, uh, Bubba has done uh, numerous movies in MXM style or, you know, uh, breaking them down in some way or another. And let, let, let's see how good you remember, uh, the, how well you remember those movies. So <laughs> okay. right now we just finished minute uh, one hour and 50. We've gone through one hour and 54 minutes of this movie. Okay. So what is happening in Groundhog Day at the one hour and 54 minute mark? Well, that, that, that would be whenever you're in your car driving home from the theater. <laughs> that is Because correct. that movie is only 100 minutes long. That is correct. That is definitely correct. Okay. Uh, you see, I was trying to stump you on that. So... I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you were able to, to 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 get out of that one. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Memento. What is happening in Memento at the one hour and fifty four minute mark? Oh, that I know that that movie is just over two hours long, so that would be the like right near the end of the movie. So I believe have my guess would be that's when Leonard is. Uh, driving in his car um, and doing his, um, you know, internal monologue about, you know, does does the world disappear whenever you close your eyes? Based on what uh, what I see, the movie is only an hour and fifty three minutes. So it doesn't mean oh, so that, that would be credits. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it means the movie's been over for a minute. So, so I was okay, only no, a couple it, minutes off. That's right. That's true. That's right. Again, I, I I'm I, we do this all for fun. Don't take it personally. <laughs> oh no, I, I, of course not. I, I'm a, like I. I think it's a little bit different just because I. You also weren't doing it know, minute I, by minute. I remember the. Yeah. No, I, I understand. That's fine. It's, uh, you know, mo- most people are not able to to to, to guess these. It's, it's rare that people get it uh, directly. Uh, I I probably wouldn't be able to do it either. You know so. Uh, you know, it's it's all for the fun. And the final one that I'm going to test you on is Fight Club. Okay, and that one you actually are planning on doing minute by minute. So I wonder how much preparation yes. you've done if you know where Fight Club, Fight Club is up to uh, at the one hour and 54 minute mark. 
Well, that one is just over two. That one is the one that's just over two hours. I I got it slightly wrong. Well, it's, it's just under two hours. It's two hours and nineteen minutes. So Fight Club. Yeah. So that would be. Oh, I want to say. I want to say that that would be maybe around the, the fight between, um, the the narrator and. Tyler, like I want to say, around the time whenever he's like throwing himself down the stairs uh, with the like the security cam footage. No, it's actually the scenes where he's in the motel, in the motel room, or the hotel hotel room, where the two of them are arguing. Uh, so, so yeah, just a few minutes before that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, sorry, sorry uh, to to have uh, disappointed <laughs> you, Bubba. <laughs> no, I'm I'm. You know, I am I'm actually pretty happy with how close I came. It's go. not like I was way off. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's not like you're gonna say, Oh, that's the first time that they get into the fight club. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Very good. So uh why don't you once again for a final time uh this season tell people where they can find you. Sure. Um I've you know, I'll I'll go back to it's time to rewind rewind. That's that's kind of my main project that that's the one that i've i've spent the most time on there's over uh we're nearing in we're nearing to 200 episodes of that show and that's going scene by scene and we are five seasons in the first season we covered groundhog day the second season we were uh, i covered several se- um several episodes of the twilight zone the third season i covered the movies uh triangle time crimes and time loop the fourth season i covered episodes of buffy and angel and the fifth season i did memento and uh and then kind of spun that off on the you know similar but opposite movie of 50 first dates since they both deal with the the same type of brain injury all right, great. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on X slash Twitter. So, Bubba, thank you very much for joining me. I had a great time. I hope you did, too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, just a reminder to everybody, I will be back tomorrow uh, with a different guest, and we will be here all weekend. Uh, and next week also, we we will be doing two two weekends. So we got episodes on Saturday and Sunday this week, and then next week we will have the final two episodes also on Saturday and Sunday. And in order to be able to get to start season six, uh, right before uh, Halloween, even though there's absolutely no connection to Halloween from that movie, uh, <laughs> just randomly happened at that time. Till tomorrow, yippee kaye, yippee kaye. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages, it